0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Saturday edition, the weekend edition of the Inside Outside Guys, here with you for the next two hours. We are absolutely thrilled to be here with you. My name is Ken Calverly. I am the Outside Guy.
1: Good morning, Chuck Brightstein, the Inside Guy. Happy to be with you. Hopefully, uh, we'll get a chance to talk with you, uh, the listener, because I get tired of hearing Ken, quite frankly. Yeah, I got a question for you. Oh, this ought to be. What is that? I have no idea.
0: What is that, that thing shining bright orb through the window? in the sky? That would be
1: the sun. <laughs> the sun. Here ah. comes the sun. <clears throat> Beautiful, ain't it? It is. Yeah. Ain't it? <laughs> you know ain't is a colloquialism that is now in the Webster's dictionary. Is it really? It's an American colloquialism.
0: There is no proper English anymore.
1: You know what? I don't disagree with that. Yep.
0: English is the most confusing language there is. And I got to tell you, I get emails from people, and I go, this person shouldn't be writing like this, but okay.
1: This person should not be allowed to use ink and paper, even digital paper. So how was your sump pump doing last few days? Great. I told you, I keep a spare, a very nice, expensive spare right there, but I hear it Oh, listen for it.
0: How often was the cycling yesterday morning? Not
1: bad. Uh, I'm probably hearing it. A little less than, or a little more than once an hour.
0: Okay. I would, mine was cycling probably about every minute
1: or so yesterday. You're closer to a high water table. I am. I am. I don't tend to get a lot of groundwater. I get a lot of water from the surface that goes down into the ground. Mm-hmm. So so in reaction to the rain, I walk down there and I hear water coming into my crock. I can see it, I mean. Right, right. But uh, not an issue so far. We're getting a lot of listeners that do have an issue, right? (laughs) We sure are.
0: I put a post out on our Facebook page yesterday morning simply just showing people a sump pump. With all this rain and melting snow, be sure to take a look down in your crawl space or basements. And Chuck and I always talk about the out-of-sight, out-of-mind areas, and that's normally where the sump pump is, right? Yep. (laughs) So take a walk down and, and make sure it's running properly. The comments we got from that post, how nuts people's sump pumps have been running. Constant, and this is what those backup sump pumps are for. I, on weekends like this or days like this,
1: we, we actually had a lot of people last week talking about them. Uh, Dale King uh, from FSM Groundworks has a really good product. If if you're going to leave town for a month and are concerned, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, <clears throat> Marie Lambert, who's one of the top people over there, she put a she uh, actually put a post out on our post about the AquaStop basement sump system that they have there at Groundworks. And it's a phenomenal system. It, it really, really is. You put that in, you really I mean unless you get a power loss, but then they got the battery backup, you really have nothing to worry about, do you?
1: And the one thing I really like about their system, and you know um Finish Basements Plus has an excellent one as well. Yes they do. Um if you need both two pumps literally will run at once with the FSM system. Yeah. If, if you have a higher volume of influx, which some houses get that, you know, where literally those drain tails are flooding that crock. Well, there are some, you know, there are some uh, sump pumps that never
0: stop. I mean, they will go all year long. They might slow down a little bit during the summertime when it's real dry, but there could be underground stream, or believe it or not, that's possible.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And when you have that issue, like you're saying, if, you're, if your sump pump is always working anyway, and then we get the amount of moisture that we got over the last 48 hours, then you need what you're talking about, don't you?
1: Oh, you do. I mean, it's, it's scary stuff, and you can't be home every, you know, every minute. If you're gone for eight hours and it stops working an hour after you leave, right.
0: you could have an issue.
1: Right. No, you're right. You're right. So we're going to take today
0: and talk about a lot, a lot of that Stop. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, talk about uh, how, the things in your house. That this water that we get really affected, you know, of course, the roof and the flashing and the basement walls, just the yard in general. So many people's yard. If there's no slope on your yard, the yards are flooded. And uh, we have companies that can help people with that. There are ways at this time of year you normally get water in your basement. Here's what stinks. I I think of my brother's house, the house I grew up in over in Berkeley. Everybody around him has built up. Over the years, <laughs> so he gets a ton of water in his backyard. Does he? Yep. And the only way <sighs> to remove that water is mechanically. There's no way you're going to let it flow anywhere else because everything is so high up. There's nowhere to go with it. There's nowhere to go with it. So we, he hasn't done it yet, but you know, you need to literally put a crock in the ground outside that you keep covered in the wintertime. And when this kind of weather happens, you uncover it and you put that. You put a sump pump down there and a hose going out the driveway and you pump that out to the out to the road. That's all you can do. You
1: you gotta give water a place to go. Right. Right. And if you think of it, your basement is a hole in the ground, so that's a real convenient place for water <laughs> to go, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Because yes.
1: gravity will direct it to the lower easiest spot. Water's lazy, like people in heat. Right. Right. <laughs> Not people in heat, but people and heat. Right. Yep. And then get it out of there. And like, and
0: like we said, sometimes you have to do it mechanically. You just have to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We like the idea. I mean, Joel at just asks. At just Ask Excuse me. We'll do systems where he's putting underground drains. You know, beneath your side and directing that somewhere else because there is gravity fall. Right. But if there's no gravity fall, like your brother right. situation. You've got to do what you said. You've got to first give it a place to go, which in this case is a buried. What, what did you guys use? Did you use a large crock? That, that would large... be my suggestion. Oh, you know, I thought I, you did it.
0: No, we never did it for my brother. No, gotcha. No, no, but I would, you know, a no, crock in there, even a bucket, <laughs> you know, something under the ground surrounded with stone that lets that water come in to get out of there.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, even some of the systems that. Um, Joel will install are going to direct water through buried sleeved plastic tubes to a larger crock, and it might be a 400 gallon crock. Uh, you want it below the frost line you want that water to flow whenever it's in the soils right you don't want to wait until you know everything on the surface is completely melted so in a situation like that you might even be able to permanently install a pump and and like you say, direct it out to the curb, right, or maybe a ditch way behind the house or something. Right. right. Hey, do you have hard water at your house? Any iron, how much iron do you, you have? No, we are lucky. We don't. We, I have though. I've been in homes that had that issue. Especially, I mean, your skin. You notice on your skin, your right. hair. The women in particular that are trying to maintain lustrous hair <laughs> buy these expensive shampoos, and the hard water destroys it. And the laundry as well. You know, it's funny because me, guys,
0: honestly, Chuck, I can wash my hair with a bar of soap. (laughs) It wouldn't bother me a bit to wash my hair with a bar of soap. But women, they spend a lot of money on their hair. I mean, you and I don't have enough to spend any money on. And If they have hard water, (laughs) it can negatively affect not just the the work they had done, but the car that was put in there. That's why Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions is here for you.
1: I like that. And if you're looking for a solution for that standby power, why not deal with the company that does more installs every day than anyone in the nation? We're talking about Oak Electric. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. 888-654-4897. six five four four eight nine seven. You'll be talking to Jason initially, but then hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you as well. Don't talk too long to Jason because he's smarter than we are, and it might it might degrade what we're trying <laughs> to do. He might answer our question and they might need us <laughs> anymore. He's good. We we love having him uh, back, at World Headquarters. So thank you, Jason, for all yes, you do.
0: We do. So I mean, this isn't the, the weather that we're getting is nothing that Michiganders should not be used to, especially nope. over the last few years. So a lot of people should be ready. And one of the main things, that's what I like about foundation systems of Michigan, Chuck, is they started with foundations, basements. Then they realized there are other things that caused water. So they really started to do a, a water mitigation program with their gutter systems. Yeah. So I get those gutters away from the house. And then if that still doesn't work, they've got standby generators as well.
1: You know, and I like that. Uh, Ray Lamberson that you and I have dealt with for Gosh, six years or so? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Great lady, sharp lady. But if you think about it, them getting into exterior water management systems like gutters and downspouts might take away from their foundation Oh, it will. But but they're willing. (laughs) They want to take care of the customers. They want to take care of the customer. They want to make sure the customer has a solution that's tenable. And the gutters and downspouts, in a lot of cases, will resolve foundation water issues. I know you've been here when
0: there's something at your house, whether it's something electrical or, or let's say your vehicle, whatever. When you finally get that repaired. So someone who has a sump pump that's running constantly, and they're always in the back of their mind, they're worried about it stopping. They, if they go out of town. I told you a story years that's ago. That's a stressor. Then when I went out of town, I had to keep calling back to my house years ago to make sure my power was on so I didn't have to worry about my sump pump. Yeah. So when you get that triple backup system, you get the gutters done right, and you start hearing that sump pump either not turn out at all or greatly diminish, that peace of mind. That gives people <laughs> a peace of mind because basements, Absolutely. people are always worried about it. And it's funny. We had a, someone comment on our post yesterday that they just have an indoor lake basically this time of year in their basement, and it's no big deal. It is such a big Deals. if you have water in your if you have water in your basement you have an unhealthy house is that fair to say absolutely gosh yes take, just the moisture alone you may not be stepping in it but that moisture alone with it little, little breed in your basement if you have water in your basement you really should have active air moving in your basement let's say and we understand people have budgets so you realize there's some water down there. It's not getting repaired right now. You don't have the budget to fix it. You may not have the credit to 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 have it done. Move the air down there at least. Move that air, get it going, because that stagnant, stale air is what's going to cause uh, mold and mildew and make yeah. your house more unhealthy.
1: I agree. I mean, box fans are available for 20, 25 bucks apiece. Amen. You can put three of them down there and run them on low. You know, Dale King made a great point. We Nothing against the um, water-driven sump pumps as a backup system because they're extremely dependable in situations where you have city water. Right, But Dale's point was that a lot of people, those will run. You don't even know they ran. And you get a bill from the water department so true. for 400 bucks for the next month to go,
0: Watch this? <laughs> Do not ignore that stuff. That's for sure. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Taking any and all of your housing questions. Let's go to Rob in Southgate. Good morning, Rob. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR.
3: Good morning, guys. Um, I've got a uh, perforation in the ceiling where it meets the wall in the corner. Um, <clears throat> I got a Dutch colonial house with a mansard roof. Uh, we noticed some discoloration there, <clears throat> perforation in the drywall years ago. Um, we had a roofer come out. He said, "Oh, the antenna fell off. There's holes, you know, from the nail." He fixed that, so we thought that fixed the problem. But halfway down the corner of that wall, that perforation is getting bigger. And you touch it, it feels damp <clears throat> to the touch. You know, it's not, you can't, it's not really falling apart to that point. So I, I don't know if this is a roof problem or something else. <clears throat> it's at, at this, you know, colonial house, second top bedroom corner. How's the humidity in your house? <clears throat> My humidifier's not working.
1: Yeah, and. You, you, a dehumidifier would be the bigger issue if you have a potential leak
3: I'm just
0: thinking if yeah. maybe it's too much humidity it's finding a spot to escape right Good there point.
1: Yeah. you know those corners whether they be a vertical exterior corner or a horizontal one where the wall meets the ceiling are, are places where a lot of heat is lost which means if you've got moisture in the air to Ken's point that heat and moisture are going to go through there and be lost and because of that, we get a lot of movement, which lends to cracking. So it could be that simple. But uh, were you thinking Lori with Absolutely. infrared or Steve Dickinson and Amnesty Infrared?
0: Yeah. 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 Either one of you know, Lori from Advanced Infrared, we've referred her for years now, and we have never got referred her and gotten feedback where they she did not do what they were supposed to do. So what. Chuck and I have seen, I have seen so much through the years, people struggle with what you're talking about. Literally throw thousands of dollars trying to fix a leak. But that leak could be manifesting itself on the other side of your roof. It's really, and we've seen this. So leak finders, advanced infrared, they'll come in and they'll shoot that area and they'll be able to figure out where that leak is coming through. Of course, there's an upfront cost. But it saves you from throwing a lot of money. It's going to be a few hundred bucks
1: to, to to know where the leak is. Then you can solve it.
0: Yeah, and she comes out and they they mimic the leak. They'll they'll have a hose up there. Dump, <clears throat> excuse me, dump water up there, and then they'll send you a detailed report with pictures and pictures of the infrared to be able to tell you exactly <clears throat> where it's coming from. So that would be it our suggestion.
3: It's further note that I, there was mold in the attic. Okay, so like oh crap, there's heat getting up there. So uh, that's when I had the roof guy come out. He repaired the shingles, put some vents up there. Then I had the cellulose insulation sprayed in the attic. This was about five years ago. But that, uh, like I said, that perforation in the corner is going down to the corner of that bead halfway down the wall now. So it still sounds like a roof leak to you, or could it be something the siding Or Well, with the mansard roof, can you get it behind it?
0: Can you get above where that leak is inside the attic? It's so
3: far back. It's on the other side. <laughs> it's yeah, a, and and like the problem full there cellulase.
1: with a lot of mansards, and for people that don't know what we're talking about, the mansard is a roof where the second story literally on the exterior looks like part of the roof. It's what we call a battered rafter that's just at a slight slope shingles. but there's shingles on it, and then there's a low-profile mm-hmm. roof on top of that. Uh, top of the house on top of that so you don't have a lot of room for either insulation or to visually access uh, the insulation above the top of the exterior walls does that make sense Mm -hmm.
3: i I guess if i I really had to i could climb all the way through it 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 wouldn't be fun (laughs) well that's why you
0: might want to let lori do it
3: (laughs) yeah i'd find
1: i'd find the leak first um absolutely it's most likely to be at the juncture of the top roof and the battered rafter or mansard roof. Okay. But we would do that first. And if you can hang on or keep listening, we'll give Lori's number out after the break. Yep.
0: When we come back, break, just keep listening. We'll give her number out. And you can always find it at the insideoutsideguys.com. Joe from Tecumseh has a flooring question when we get back from break. In the meantime,
1: vinyl siding, Chug. Anyone? Make it look as pretty as Pro Improvement. You know, you've got to have really good siding, thick siding, and, and beautiful, color fast siding, and Pro Home meets all that criteria.
0: Long, long, long time team partner can cure the house uglies. Pro Home Improvement.
1: And you, the listener, we appreciate you being with us. Hey, we want to give out the phone to Leak Finders Advanced Infrared Lori at 800 2567 2567 and Steve's folks from Amnesty also do that. Yes. Yeah. So 877 8877 Oh, wow. It's the 877 I'm that makes that easy. 877 <laughs> I'm And they're all
0: going to be busy. Bottom line, they're all going to be busy with all this rain that we've gotten. So if you if you need them, get a hold of them ASAP.
1: And our advice for years has been first find the leak because you made yes. the point. Yes. We've seen so many people that have five different companies in there to fix a leak. But nobody really knows where the leak was to begin with, and it's never fixed. And nobody wants to take responsibility. Well, of course not. <laughs> as soon as you get that second or third company in there, you're going to guarantee finger-pointing and probably a continued leak. <laughs> absolute, and, and, and more headache, more headache.
0: Hey, just to let everyone know, if we ever give out a phone number or a company here at the Inside Outside Guys, chances are you go to our webpage and find that company. If not, send us an email. We'll get that company's name to you. Good point. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Let's go to Joe in Succumsa. Good morning, Joe. You're on with the guys. Hi,
1: Joe.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? We Phenomenal. are blessed. Can you yep. hear me?
1: Yep. Yes, sir.
2: All right. I have a slate four that was put in the house when it was built in the seventy nine eighty time period. One 4x4 four four slate has popped up by the floor. Uh, what's the best way to clean it up, from uh, the underfloor, and then what adhesive to use to put it back in?
1: How were they put in initially? Were they put in without grout lines and cemented down?
2: They looked like they were grout, uh, cemented down and then grouted uh for the uh, joints, uh,
1: they're uh, three eighths uh, joints. Oh, that's a pretty big joint. Uh, nothing's broken. Nothing's broken underneath where the tile was.
2: No,
3: just the uh, squiggles where the grout, you know, adhesive yeah. was put.
0: And, so. and this is a, <clears throat> this is not a um, pattern slate. This is just a random pattern, Correct. In other words, they're not. Yes, they're uh, not... different sizes different colors. Exactly, exactly. Good question. Of course, you got to remove the grout, and I don't know if it's grout or just mortar that they use, but you're going to have to remove those from the edges around that and get a little grinder if need be. You're going to need a vacuum to, to s- suck that stuff up as soon as you do that because it will get all over the house. And basically, any good adhesive, you know, a PL adhesive, a 300 that they sell for exterior landscape, I'm sure will work inside. But one of the things you want to do, which is really important, is when you when you take it out of the tube, you want to have one of those little um, knives with you so you can push it down and get those grooves, you know, like when you're laying tile. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So put that adhesive in there. Use that tool to spread it all out. Put the piece of slate back down, and then wait. Wait a day or two before you grout. Now, to match the grout, you can probably go online and find a place to match that grout or someplace like um,
1: Genesis Tile or any of those uh, floor, floor and decor. decor, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now, if you really want to make sure you match that right, what you need to do is how do I explain this? Mix just a little bit, a very little bit. Set it on top of one of the grouts, it's something like the size of a marble. Set it on top of a piece of grout in a corner and let it dry. And then stand over it and see if it looks good, see if it matches real good. And if it does, mix it. If not, put a little dye one way or another, dark dye one way or another to, to manipulate the You guys ran into
1: that in masonry all the time? All the time.
4: All well, the, time.
2: Yeah. the grout is still intact. It hasn't chipped. It's just the tile itself popped up. So, okay.
0: When you put that piece of slate back to. down, your only concern is going to be that little I mean, even though it fits right back down, there's still gonna be water It's gonna be go around that when you wash the floor. Make sense, Chuck? Yep. Right. So I'd wanna I'd wanna get that sealed, even if you can take a little bit of that adhesive and put it along the edges and then wipe it down. I'd want I'd want that edges of that to be sealed.
1: And if you buy a good grout sealer, it can't hurt you, you to go. put a bunch of that on and then oh, let it slowly cure out. Um, okay. That is a silicone base, so it's it's a uh, very liquidy version of the type of clear caulk that we would recommend for most of those situations, too. I like
0: that look, especially indoors. I really like that look. Um, a good breathable sealer, uh, a water-based sealer, if you want to put over top, would work great on that, too. you got to be careful because if you use a... A solution based sealer, you'll it'll get tacky. Yep. Very important that you use a water based.
1: It might turn yellow. Yeah, exactly. okay.
0: Make sense?
2: Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Good luck, Joe. Thanks for the call. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Taking any and all of your questions. Chuck, I know we have uh, our good friends at Diamond Coat Building Products. I want to remind people we're going to have some of those shows coming up again where we visit multiple locations that, that sell the Diamond Coat product. And, Chuck, what a beautiful product that is.
1: Oh, we love it. It's funny. Uh, looking at the uh, setup that they had at the show in Novi last week, uh, Gary did such a nice job of displaying that product. But you've got, you've got to touch it, feel it, interact with it um, to understand – why it is a premium product,
0: and any premium product is going to cost more, I mean no matter what you do if it's a premium product, but the thirty year fade warranty any color you want, we had emails this week about people wanting to paint vinyl siding. You never have to do that with this product
2: ever
1: no, I mean based on everything we've learned about that product, including the company that stands behind it, it's a forever product right. and What makes it, we talked about this last week, what makes it as good as it is are the accessories that go with it. I'm thinking of the uh, exterior corner posts that have the recess. It avoids caulk. Yep. Huge. Uh, And it's a beautiful look. But it avoids that that, you know, every five years I gotta walk out there and make sure the cock is still intact. You don't have to cock it. You don't have to worry about it. it. It's little stuff like that is what makes the difference on a premium product.
0: And one of the reasons we like it so much is you and I went to Wisconsin. We toured the plant. We met the people that make the product. We met the, we met a gentleman they call the mad scientist over there. <laughs> that if you give him a color, if you want a color, you send it to them, he will make that color no matter what it is. Do you know any other siding companies that provide that service? Because I've never even heard of that service. So Diamond Coat Building Products, if you're thinking about residing your house any in the next couple of years, do yourself a favor, check them out. You can find them at the insideoutsideguys.com.
1: I agree. And, you know, talking about Joe gluing that tile back, I, I have to say I have, I have glued more tile in more situations successfully exactly as you told Joe how to do it. We've even done it outside on concrete in Michigan, and I never expected that to hold up, but it does. Tile does not belong outside in Michigan. (laughs) I
0: know. It just does. Every time I see it, Chuck, I just shake my head. I know.
1: We did it on the commercial application. That's where where you normally see it. You're right. Where someone (laughs) wanted it done, so it was an unheated foyer that walked out onto a sidewalk under a roof, and... It was done with the caveat to the owner that this probably won't last. Okay, <laughs> but I remember going to the, into this place twenty years later and being shocked. It was dirty and greasy, but it was still solid and it wasn't busted up or cracked or displaced.
0: Well, I got to tell you, the reason of that was it was obviously installed properly. Yeah. Now, people don't know, but when you're laying product like that, let's say you have a, a bucket full of mortar, you have a bucket full of grout. If you have a bunch of grout as you're laying this, it's been sitting there for an hour or two. You 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 shouldn't and you well, you shouldn't remoisten it. You shouldn't put water over it and remoisten it. Because then once you use it, it is a weaker product. So the key with any concrete, any mortar, is it's as fresh as possible when you lay it down. When you do tile work and you're able to put mix more and put it right down, it binds so much better. Anytime you put more water in anything, whether it's concrete or lemonade, it's going to be weaker. It's gonna,
1: Yeah, you're going to dilute it. And it's funny because you, you first mix it, then you let it set to do what we call slaking and there's a difference if you've ever done it with a dough for bread or for a corn true. muffin yeah. or any of those, but it's like five to seven minutes. Right. It's not an hour, and it's certainly not in the hot sun. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's yeah. not on a dry piece of plywood that's soaking up water. And
0: then if that tile, and the key to exterior tile, let's say you want to seal that tile, you have to find a sealer that soaks into the joints more than the tile itself. I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. If you seal the tile with the wrong pocket, it'll get sticky and tacky. But you want those joints, you want the water to hit it and then bead right off. So you, if you have exterior yeah. tile, it's time for a sealer on
2: it.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're you're effectively sealing the joints because the tile itself exactly. is going to be glazed or something. It's exactly. going to have a, a baked finish on it. So as long as you wipe that sealer off the tile, you're in good shape. But I soak the joints.
0: It's amazing to me, Chuck. That anything, see, anything a quarter inch, really in Michigan, anything an inch and a half or less should not be put exterior. When you see people doing slate work, it should be at least an inch and a half slate because that frost will get, get, un- get under there and it will separate from the substrate. So it gets down in. When you do slate exterior, if you don't make sure that every bit of that slate is resting on mortar, and there's no air pockets underneath it because air pockets will fill full of frost. And that's what will pop that. And homeowners have no idea. No. All they know is it's going down. So you really want to make sure that you get the quality products. Anytime you're doing slate outside, it is
1: expensive. Yeah, any of those products are – it's funny. Um, if you've got really good concrete that you're putting it on top of, that's 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 step one.
0: What we, what we used to do, we'd pour the concrete – We would not finish the concrete. We would literally take a uh, rake and just make the top very rough, very rough. And then within a day, literally the next day, and we'd we'd fill it full of steel bar because we'd want it uh, strong. We would put that stuff on there, and we had great success doing it that way.
1: Makes a big difference. Hey, we are really happy every time we get a chance to refer a great company like Family Heating, Cooling, and Electrical because they do a great job. They
0: care. They have a reputation. Family yeah. has been around Southeast Michigan for six decades. Uh, George, the father, started it years ago. Everyone's heard George. You can trust them. They're a good company, and they cover all of Southeast Michigan. So, if you need help with your heating, cooling, or electrical, call Family Heating, Cooling, and Electrical.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, the phone lines are open at eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. And if If things hold the way they are, we currently have Dr. Joe Gannon scheduled to call in tomorrow and spend some time with you, the listener, and Ken and I.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. So
1: appliance questions, you got any appliance questions, save them for tomorrow and ask the expert, uh, Dr. Joe Gannon, the appliance doctor.
0: Yes, sir, that sounds great. Hey, we have a great team partner out there named Chet's Cleaning. Yes. And Chet's Cleaning, they're absolute experts at rugs, and they take... They take rugs and rug cleaning very seriously. They've
1: elevated that to a science. Well, they, they're amazing.
0: <laughs> they are amazing. And they put out a post of their rug cleaning system. And here Chuck and I talk about um, uh, True Tech floor coatings. They did something similar at their buildings in Madison Heights where they treated their floors with that kind of yeah. that kind of product. So they literally power wash inside their inside their building there. All the water goes in the drains and goes away. But go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page and see how they clean rugs. There's a video in there from start to finish. And they really specialize in uh, the expensive rugs, the older rugs, the antique rugs. They can
1: actually fix and repair a lot of those. Yes. Which is amazing. People
0: need to take more advantage of Chet's cleaning because there's nobody like them in Southeast Michigan.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we we say, and it sounds like a tagline that Ken and I created, but it's more than that, that they have redefined clean. Because if you watch what they actually do to carpets and rugs to get the deeply embedded dirt out while protecting the fibers, I mean, that's huge, right? You can't destroy the, the rug. Yep. It's 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 pretty cool, and we've learned a lot from we the Sadowski family. Right. Yeah. We really have. And they truly have defined clean for, for rugs and carpets. It's, it's cool.
0: Check out the video at the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. You will be impressed. And we're going to take another second real quick to thank everyone from the Home Builders Association, not only for taking such great care of us last week, but just being quality, quality people in Southeast Michigan, resources, that you, the homeowner, can trust.
1: You know, if they say they're going to do something, you know, Forrest and Elizabeth and Brian, they do it. They do it. And they're just gracious, good, hardworking people. I don't know how to say it any more powerfully than that. Yep. And we love them to death. Um,
0: for everyone who came out to say hi to us, we appreciate that. Yeah. We enjoyed seeing you. I was thinking Thank about
1: you, you and I were slightly concerned about exhibitors. And, I mean, they're more concerned than we are. But... We said, Jesus, that Lions game kicks off today. It's probably going to be dead in here. They came back within 20 minutes and said, you know what? Free. Free after three. three, Yeah, free after three. Yep. And the parking, too. It's just one of those things. They follow up quickly. They care. And it's cool.
0: It is cool. It's very cool. It's really a good time to be a, a citizen in Michigan, isn't it? Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening.
1: How blessed are we? <laughs> very, very. You know, we were talking about that. No one's trying to, I mean, our biggest concerns are the weather. <laughs> you know, a little bit of fog this morning and that beautiful sun that came out. I mean, other parts of the world, they're concerned about clean water, but we've got people for that. Good food, yep. shelter. Yep. And you and I are here to take care of the shelter issues for o- people.
0: Only problems we have are what's called third world problems, or first world problems. I'm sorry, first world problems because... They're nothing near as bad as the third world problems. No, sir. Phone lines are wide open. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. We will take any and all of your phone calls.
1: By the way, I mean, I know this is not the car show, which you and I love, but this time of year, keep your gas tank half to half full or full, um, People are having so many problems because of high moisture, the condensate, yep. issues with that. I put some treatment in yesterday. Did you? I, I, did, I had it.
0: It was in my garage. I grabbed it and put it in. stable? Yeah.
1: I, I love that product. And those guys, based on it. what I've heard from them, and I've done it for years, I put it in every gas engine I've got, whether I'm storing it or driving it. Right. right. And I really believe in that, a good fuel stabilizer. But don't let the fuel get down low because your fuel pump is in the gas it's in the tank in most newer vehicles
0: unfortunately we're probably talking to many people that know that cuz if you remember when you're a kid how many times did you go up to gas station and said back then give me 2 bucks on <laughs> on pump 15 <15." laughs> i did it a lot when i was a kid okay uh, believe me it's the kids that <laughs> let it run down of course, so back low then,
1: 2 bucks would actually put a few gallons right exactly <laughs> that was back
0: then now 2 bucks you wouldn't
1: even wouldn't even move the needle no
0: but Explain this to your kids how important, because you are so right, Chuck. And another thing I like to tell people, if you go to a gas station and you get gas and you pay with cash, get a receipt every time. I tell the story. My wife did the exact same thing, did not get a receipt, drove away, got about a quarter mile, if that. Car broke down and wound up being water in the gas, and because she that. did not use a card or she didn't have a receipt, we no re- couldn't prove it. No
1: record of the transaction. Yep. Yep.
0: So I, it's funny because when I'm at a gas station and somebody will come in and pay with cash, I will mention them. Look, please, I help get a receipt,
1: get a receipt. They tell day. you to mind your own business.
0: You know what? Maybe I should, but usually no. it's someone I can tell is a nice person. I'm not, you know, not going to say it. Some I think is not. So, eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Leaks on the roof. This is something that we we just had a phone call about it. We really suggest a Especially when the roofs are wet, that no one ever get on top of their roofs. No, it's
1: interesting. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) When leaks happen this time of year, it's usually from a flashing or somewhere in a valley. And we'll talk about that more when we get back and break. Yeah,
1: big time. You know, last week we got a chance to talk a couple of little times about Things that we can do to make sure people are safe in their homes. But probably the best thing you can do is call the folks at Barrier Free Plus and have them create a design for you that maybe you can phase in over the next few years. I love that. You know, if you're getting to be old like you, Chuck, you know, you call them now <laughs> and you
0: figure right. you'll be, you'll be uh, you know, what, you got probably got three or four me- years left for you in a wheelchair. So that gives you three <laughs> or four years to get that house ready with a company like Barrier Free Plus Plus. And, of course, I'm joking, as you age, to slowly make that house easier to live in when you call a company like Barrier Free Plus.
1: 888-654-4897. We'd love to chat with you. The phone lines are open. This show is for you since since we didn't let you in last week. Saturday and Sunday just flew by, didn't they? It did.
0: Man. It did. But we really
1: enjoy it it's like a windsprint but we love it we're grateful for it but this is about you so we'd love to hear from you um people are adding sand to paint and they're doing it for traction they're doing it for aesthetics okay. on the wall giving okay. it some texture but they should they shouldn't use sandbox sand no no <laughs> or, or playground sand no. right no, I mean, at the worst, you use a silica sand. The yeah. thing
0: is, it's so hard to find silica sand nowadays. It's always so, in the bag. So,
1: contractor's connection, maybe, or a good masonry supply? A, uh, a, a good masonry cement. supply,
0: yeah, would, would do it. Uh, silica sand, we used to mix with white mortar all the time. Yeah. But you can't find silica sand in bulk anywhere. It always comes in a bag. Yeah. Because it's so fine, if you load a truck with it.
1: The chiffons.
0: And you drive 10 miles. It's so fine. It's all gone because it's like an an hourglass as you're driving down the road. It is such a fine, small.
1: Well, that's the beauty of it. It's uniform thickness and dimension and size, which is why you want to use it. And it's clean and it's dry. But if you need a cubic yard of it, yeah, that's going to be tough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've done that before. I've had to order literally a pallet full of silica sand. I know. You guys are doing what you did. If the weekender like you you want to uh you're putting a concrete floor paint on the floor but you want to add traction to it. They say a 1 to 4 mix, four parts paint, one part sand. Sounds Especially. like a lot of sand to me. It does, you know that's funny you say that. I thought so too, but I haven't that's one thing I haven't done much of. Right. So I thought you would be better uh, prepared to talk about that. But they said it does not degrade the paint to add more sand. Which you would think it if would. If you start off
0: with the quality of paint, I think that's one of the, the and, first. things. And quality
1: said. sand, you know, like well, no, yeah, I no, mean,
0: you're right. I got you. I got you. Instead yeah. of going out to this kids' sandbox, yeah.
1: you know, there might be uh, contaminants. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it <laughs> at that. I,
0: <laughs> Cats like sandboxes. I was okay. thinking of that. Yeah,
1: I, there might be cat stuff in there, but clean, dry. stuff uniformly graded silica sand. Uh, Get a professional (laughs) like Mac Farley out there. You'd be better off. (laughs)
0: 888-654-4897. Let's go to the phones and talk to Rick in West Bloomfield. Good morning, Rick. You're on with the guys.
2: Hi. Thanks a lot. I have a question regarding tankless water heater. Yes, sir. I have a four-year-old tank water heater. I've been researching Renai and Nortiz and I, I'm kind of leading towards the northeast because they have a twenty five year warranty and uh and I think it's a little more efficient but I'm not sure whether I should pull my tank water heater um, uh, now and just change over there's two of us in the house at times there might be my kids might visit from out of town
1: well first of all if your kids aren't paying your rent they get what they get no, I'm well,
2: I know, but I mean, <laughs> as far as water volume.
1: No, I I respect that you're thinking this way. So your current water heating unit is only four years old.
2: Yes.
1: Ken and I tend to be of the belief that if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And if it's pretty new, which that is, then you're going to have a hard time getting a return on investment if you're looking to save by installing the tankless unit that having been said if it's just you and your wife do you both work are you both gone during most of the day are you home quite a bit what's your Um, lifestyle uh,
2: i'm gone she's there in and out um but because of the electric bills we've changed to where we're doing washing at night and um, you know, trying to be energy efficient. Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I hear you, buddy. I, I must. Yeah. Is your is so, your current
0: water heater electric or gas?
2: Gas, natural gas.
1: So those are pretty inexpensive to run and you know the the standby heat loss on that is lost to the to the is it in a basement yeah is lost to the basement and the heat rises so in theory you know i i appreciate that you want to be efficient and and you and you want to be good for mother nature but my gut reaction is keep the one you got you know for another 4 to 6 years what did you do you, you kept one you had, but you literally had a whole unit stand
0: by sitting downstairs, didn't you? We're in the same boat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of, yeah, my bride and I, and she works and I work, but we just decided to stay with the, uh, I think I put a 50-gallon gas unit down there, a 40-gallon would, would, would have worked, um, and it got us through raising a family. You know, right. Which now, it, what, 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 go ahead. What
2: if you were doing new construction?
1: Whatever anybody wants. the uh, Probably 20 years ago, I was on this lecture circuit with a gentleman that was working under a federal grant to try to get everybody to buy into putting standby tankless water heaters in their homes. And the longer he was involved with it, the less he believed that that's what everybody should do, which was somewhat... Ironic. familiar <laughs> yeah
0: yeah we're dealing with that right now
1: i mean initially he was just gung-ho everybody should have one I was the one to buy now there are several including the other one you mentioned there that i would buy in a heartbeat but because of the upgraded cost and you could put those on a timer if they're an electric unit by the way i wouldn't do it uh automatically uh, i i don't believe there's uh necessarily a huge benefit to doing so just for the sake of feeling you're, you're more environmentally correct by doing it but if that's what you want and you want an electric one and you want to put it on a timer it's a lot cheaper installed than in a gas unit because the gas unit requires a, uh, a stainless chimney then we've got some great suppliers uh We've got, you know, Renai is a huge product, you know, for one of our team partners that we strongly advocate for. So if you're right, thinking.
2: So you, have to, so you have to have a fire, uh, a chimney insert?
1: Yeah. If you're going to do a, uh, a a unit like that that's power vented and it's gas, Then you've got the idea of converting an existing chimney or installing a separate new chimney for putting in a sidewall, maybe going directly out the wall with stainless. There are other considerations.
2: Okay. Well, thanks a lot for helping me.
0: Thank you, Rick. We greatly appreciate it. Let us
1: know what you do, Rick.
0: All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. In all this rain, everybody, if you're one of those homeowners that your sump pump has been running constantly, if it's been years since you've had your gutters even looked at and you think it's time for new ones, you want to get the larger ones. Everybody wants to get the larger ones right now. There's no reason to go 5-inch when the 6-inch are out there. The company you want to call for gutter and gutter protection is Atlas Home Improvement.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Hey, I want to remind you of a couple things. First of all, we had our first snow. It's been washed away. But if you didn't shovel and you drove on it and it turned ice and you were putting salt on your concrete, I want you to drive down. There's a couple of stretches, Ken, of I-75 that have been redone in the last few years that are beautiful. You and I talk about them. I mean, they are beautiful. The workers did a tremendous job. But you're already seeing where cuts, control joints intersect, that it's breaking away. Yep. I mean, it's two, three years old tops, and it's breaking away because of the. Say it. Say it. I I dare you. Can't dare you. Kick me off. (laughs) Salt. (laughs) And we're just—we just want to remind you. You know, you and I are—if we were politically involved, we would be in the lobby to get rid of salt on the freeways. Totally. But notwithstanding that, we can at least be on the lobby to. (laughs) <laughs> Eliminate it from use on your driveway, sidewalks, porches. How's that? <laughs> you know what?
0: And I'm going to give people more more advice because Ugh. last weekend I went out towards your way, I had to go to a basketball game for my granddaughter.
1: Yeah, you did. And it was at a high
0: school, and there was no fresh snow, but there were piles of snow everywhere, and there was so much rock salt spread across this concrete of this high school, every bit of it, Chuck, unnecessary because there's nowhere anyone was going to slip. And that salt attacks concrete. We need to get rid of salt as a society used for those roads. Everyone's so mad about our roads. Be mad at the people that put that salt down on our roads because it makes absolutely zero sense that we use that. I mean, stay off the roads in those bad conditions. Use sand. Use
1: beet juice. Did you notice um, how many times you're on the road a lot? You're on the road more than I am anymore. But even I noticed piles of salt. Yes. Yeah. Streams of it where it, it wasn't doing any good, and all it was going to do was tear up the roads, and it just disgusts That will
0: literally, if you put that salt there, it will eat that concrete away. It'll eat the surface away. It's like putting a grinder on top of that surface. So, yeah, we are not real happy about the salt. Let's go to the phones eight 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 six five four guys. Let's talk to Sid and Brighton. Good morning, Sid. You're on with the guys.
4: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I uh, just caught the tail end of your thing about silica sand for traction, and I have a real steep asphalt driveway, and I've been having my seal coat guy put grab or put sand in it. I don't know if he's buying the stuff that comes with sand or comes with grit, or is he just throwing sand in it? But the reason I'm asking, I want to do it myself next time. Can I buy seal coat with with grit in it, or do I have to spread sand into it?
1: I think I think you'd want to add it to it and buy a higher uh, quality product. It's going to be more expensive that has more solids in it to begin with, and then thoroughly mix it. A lot of people don't mix it properly. And all the solids are settled to the bottom, so you're putting nothing but vehicle on for the first two-thirds of the can, which does you no good. You're right, you're right.
0: So you're going to seal you don't, your, you don't, your driveway yourself in with product that you buy from a hardware store? Is that your thought?
4: That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Okay. Do I don't what Chuck It's any says. cheaper than paying to have it done. <sighs> Honestly, you don't sprinkle the, the sand on afterwards, you, you mix, it with the, mix, mix it with the sealer.
1: Yeah, you're going to mix it right in. Uh, buy a um, big metal paddle that you'll attach to a good hat. You're going to need at least a half-inch drill, um, one horsepower-ish, because that stuff is tough to mix well, but you're going to want to mix it periodically as you use it. And, and if it was me, I'm putting the silica sand right in, right in the emulsion.
0: I know at one point the big box stores carried bags of silica sand. I'm not sure if they still do now. But that's what you're going to want to use. Yeah, I that, bought that's some in the past, but I don't remember where I got
4: it or what I used it for even. I got another question about this. You said don't use salt. How about calcium chloride on your sidewalks and driveways? That is salt. You, you know what? Yeah, if, okay. First of all, two,
1: two things. Ken and I have said this a million times for those that have heard of them, you know, 999,000. They're rolling their eyeballs, but... As soon as that snow falls, get out there and either blow it off with a with a blower or shovel it off or push it off with a scraper. But don't drive on it. Don't walk on it. If you end up with some that you have to put an ice melter on, use a higher-end ice melter, Ken's Magic Mix, magnesium chloride mixed with sand, 50-50-ish. But that will give you traction. It won't be quite as destructive to the concrete in the surrounding plants. It's a little more expensive, but not much. Why does not he cut you off? Because, oh, never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you talked to your wife. She said, Hopefully I'm that sure helps, here. Interrupt him.
2: <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, another thing i got to make sure we get out there. We greatly, greatly appreciate everyone's emails. But I answered a, a pack of probably a dozen emails just, uh, a few days ago. Three of them get bounced back. Understand, when you send your email, you you write it down. Please double-check it when you send that email because I copy and I paste it right back to you. So if it doesn't get back to you, unfortunately, it's your fault. We really want to get those emails back to you. so. Chuck, is it safe to do masonry work this time of year?
1: Only if you're a professional and you know how to do it right and well.
0: <laughs> you're right. When we get emails from homeowners. Uh, one just recently was going to get a roof and she wondered if it was the right time of year. Yes. Masonry work. Yes. If it's done by a professional, the right, the right material are used. But if you're not sure you want it done in the wintertime, talk to Brickworks Property Restoration. They can put you on a schedule for the nicer weather. Either way, for all your brick and concrete needs, call 877 877- masonry
1: speaking of professional contractors that we trust a lot of you are getting water in your basements because of this crazy weather we've had we've got a lot of great people foundation solutions 360 foundation authority base finished basements plus fsm groundworks we trust all of those companies
0: we do we do they've all more than proven themselves to us. And we've had relationships with all of them for so long. We've we known about them. I mean, Good people. Foundation um, Authority, the owner, we've known for decades He's, when he used to have another company years oh, ago. Oh, that's right. do forget company that. Yeah. So, and of course, FSM, the, the largest in Southeast or in Michigan basement and foundation contractor. I want to go back to what we talked about just before we went on break about uh, we had an email this week of a lady that had got a, an estimate from a roofing company, one of our team partners, that said they do roofs all year long. And I actually saw a commercial this week. Uh, Victor does a great job in his TV commercials saying we do roofs all winter long. And, of course, I talked about brickworks and masonry work. People our age, Chuck, are very used to, when we were younger, winter came, construction shut down. It just shut down. Starting somewhere about the 90s, more and more, I think it had to do with the the cooler winters we got, the better winters we got. Um, We all started doing more work and staying busy all winter long. I think in the Christmas time frame, everyone takes about a month off in this industry, or most people take about a month off in this industry. But when someone does your roof in the wintertime or any other time, as they're laying those shingles, they do their best. Sometimes it happens not to step on those shingles again. As they lay those shingles, they lay them in a way that they don't need to step on those shingles again. So if they're done right, which our team partners do, they wait till the hot weather comes. That hot weather will seal that roof down, and you get the same warranty, whether they put that roof on in January or they put that roof on in July. And as a homeowner, that's what would give me the warm and fuzzy there. Yeah. If they're telling me it's the same warranty either way.
1: And I'd rather have it done in cold weather, or if it's my roof, than in hot weather. Because if you walk on a shingle in real hot weather, you you tear it up quickly and easily. Great point, Chuck. you Great walk point. on in cold weather, you don't.
0: Plus the guys. i got to tell you, you and I have been on these crews. And on a Friday, it, Friday in August, after a week of working in plus 80, 90 degree weather, you're tired. Those guys up on those roofs are tired. So when it's cooler out, they're much more refreshed when they're up there. They're less likely to make a mistake. We have no problem with construction. Now, we would not recommend concrete this time of year. You can't pour anything on frozen ground this time, time of year. However, it can be done if necessary.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, we started doing winter work when we realized that, like you said, it's cooler. I mean, it was actually easier on the body once you got Amen. going. Amen. As long as, again, as long as there's no ice on the roof or anything like that. Chuck, I what used to work
0: in such cold weather, and here was the key to us, is don't take your jacket off. Or, or no, make sure when you go to lunch, you take your jackets off. Because if you don't and you walk outside after that lunch, you freeze your butt off. <laughs> so that's one of the things about working in this kind of weather. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 Let's talk to Craig in Bloomfield Hills. Good morning,
2: Craig. You're on with the guys. Good morning. I'm leaving for three weeks um, in the first uh, three weeks of uh, March. And I'm wondering, uh, I've got a two story house with a basement in Bloomfield Hills and wondering what I should do to close it up.
0: Would you do anything? Chuck, three weeks, not a lot. Yeah, not for three weeks now.
1: Um, you know, we've written a few articles that are available to you. Uh, I shut the water off you you lose nothing by turning the water main off, and you protect yourself if a leak does occur from minimizing how much water uh I turn the thermostat down but leave the furnace on um fifty five ish yeah that's that's and and it's it's kind of a relative thing because it depends on your house if it's if it's a really bad house that that the wind blows through the sure. walls, sure. You know. Maybe maybe you leave it up a little higher, but not much. Um, get somebody to keep the walks and and drive shoveled so that it looks like someone's home. Yep. yep. Uh, get some security lights, you know, that you can program to turn off and on at different times. And we were talking. Actually, I was talking with a guy uh, on the morning show here a couple weeks ago. Name dropper. I still think I know it. I still think one of the neatest. Uh, products out there is the one that just screws into a standard socket and you can sync it with your phone or laptop and you can rotate it it's got a camera uh it's got a light on it you know you can kind of keep an eye on the house if you have a couple of those in strategic Smart places technology. Yeah. yeah and they're not expensive you know they're for maybe 30 40 bucks a piece so for 60 80 bucks you can have two of those in your house while you're you know gone for those three weeks craig
2: Got it. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Craig. God bless you. You're we welcome. appreciate Take your call.
0: Yeah. So let's expand on this a little bit cuz we do get the emails. I'm leaving my house for 3 months. What should I do? Still not a lot different, correct?
1: No, not in my book and that. Um open your cupboards? Yeah. Yeah, you know We leave our place up north, you know, uh, and we use it all year round. So we're constantly in his situation. It might be a few weeks before we get up there, as you know.
0: Well, I guarantee over the years you've owned that place, you've gone two months without going there, Oh, gosh, I have, sadly. So do you you, – but you have never turned off the furnace?
1: no. Never turn off the furnace. We never do that. Uh, We will turn off uh, the main water supply on occasion, but even then, that's rare. Um, Water sensing devices, remote water, you know. Yeah, those are great. uh, Are great today. Uh, The light thing we talked about on timers, the remote access to cameras. That's all really affordable today because I'm not big on telling people to spend five grand for that stuff. You can spend a, a couple hundred bucks and be protected
0: so in, in your house, yeah uh you're leaving for three months you, you shut off the water and, and and just what he said you're not worried about a leak, but if a leak does happen, your house isn't going to get full of water right that's one. Turn the heat down to the I, I used to up north on the lake. Turn mine down to about 50. I was always fine. Yeah,
1: we keep ours about 55.
0: Yep, always yeah. fine. Open those cupboards up because you want that heat to get underneath the sinks. And fan, move the air. Yep. Now, we like ceiling fans. If you got a, a tall ceiling, put that on full blast. Let that air really move in there. If you don't, Chuck mentioned earlier, those box fans, the little cheap fans, the little things that sit on a countertop, anything to move the air. Joe Gannon, which you're going to hear tomorrow, the appliance doctor, tells you stagnant anything is not good. So you don't want stagnant air. You don't want stagnant water.
1: I agree with you. Fair? The one thing I might disagree with you on would be leaving the ceiling fans on high. I think if you leave them on low, you're fine as long yeah. as you're moving air. Yeah. See,
0: what's funny about that, Chuck, is when I have a fan, like at my house right now, my ceiling fan's on low, and I have a tall ceiling. Yeah. Can't even feel it. Can't even tell it's on. I know it's moving air. Really? But when it moves that slow, you just... You can't feel
1: it, so you if need the, a bigger fan. I mean, well, got, I
0: mentioned if it's a tall ceiling,
1: right. we've got twenty-four foot ceilings up north, and you keep your on, on low, and I'll put yeah. them on low, and I can I can feel them. Can you really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not if I got twelve layers on like I do today.
0: To answer your question, But if I'm
1: sitting there with a short sleeve shirt,
0: yeah. To, to answer yeah. your question, I do need to replace that fan. My wife's been asking me to for the last couple of years now. You
1: know, I did that um, in a, a room that we use a lot. I put a bigger one in, bigger diameter. Yes. And I, it, it moves a lot more air. You know, it's another eight inches or so in diameter than the one we had up there before. Mm-hmm. Other than that, same clearance, you know, with the ceiling and everything else. Sure. But just having those larger paddles and longer paddles makes a difference in how much air it moves.
0: I get it. I get it. Moving your air, I guess, is one of the main things. If it's cold air, you don't want to move it. But to keep that the pockets you talk about you can set it at 55 and your thermostat may say 55 but is it 55 upstairs in the back if you move the air you have more chance of it staying an even temperature
1: yeah and if you're moving cold air you're moving it through pockets of warmer humidity laden air and physics says temperature and humidity will go to the colder air so you'll you'll destratify that air and turn it all into hopefully a homogeneous temperature and humidity level. Now that's that's what we're hoping to do. You know, we never really succeed at that, but by moving here, like you said, we're more likely to do that.
0: 888654 <laughs> guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Areas that this all this water can really affect. If you live in the country and you live on a septic, if you if your if your house is a septic and you look out that area that septic fills and it's full of water. What do you think about that? I know.
1: Yeah. I mean, if 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 you've got a lot of groundwater on top of that, that could be a negative. Um, And if the field, uh, more importantly, is full of water, that's going to be an issue because the field is... Accepts the water. (laughs) Yeah. It's supposed to get rid of water either through evaporation or leaching down into the soils. And if it's flooded then the septic system is probably not doing its
0: job. It's impossible, I think, for the most part. Now, Ugh. when the weather gets a little better and all the water goes away and you go and you dig up that septic tank, you want to have it cleaned out. If you lift off that lid and all you see is water, you know you have an issue with your septic field. It's very important that people realize this. And and it's really not hard to check, especially in the dry areas. If your septic tank is full of water, then your septic field is not working properly to accept that liquid. That's when you need to get a company out there, I hate to say it, to possibly build you a new field.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, ideally, get rid of that water on top of the field because the field, the magic for solids happens in the tank.
0: The magic.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a, what kind, you call magic? of a kind way to say it. <laughs> That's where stuff is broken down. Right. And what should go into the field is a lot of liquid, but it should be gray water. It should be, um, it should have very few contaminants in it because literally biologic action in the tank should have eaten up, literally dissolved, uh, the solids,
0: which is the poo, yeah, and
1: <laughs> and hopefully the proper toilet paper, right? Yeah, you know, right, 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 not the stuff you and I talk about the people throw in.
0: Well, actually, Waterwork Plumbing had a great, uh, uh, post on Facebook this week talking about actually showed how much damage those so-called flushable wipes do to your system. Ugh. Go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. Just scroll down a couple of days. If you use those wipes, stop putting them down shame, your toilet.
1: shame, shame. Hey, we are told by John McFarland that Stark White is in. Uh, people are putting it on their walls and, and using that single color accent wall that you and I talked about or picking up their color in floor coverings or fixtures or furniture.
0: But bottom line, go to the professional. They know what colors are in, and MacFarlane Painty says right now it's the whites.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you that we will be here tomorrow at 10 a.m. from 10 to noon. Regular time, gosh, that's cool. Yes, what a gift. We're back. <laughs> and we'll be taking your calls tomorrow. But we're going to try to get Joe Gannon, the appliance doctor, on. us about 1030 tomorrow. So if you have appliance questions or you know somebody that does, uh, take advantage of Joe. Good advice, buddy. Good advice.
0: So we really want people, I mean, since this water has been so prevalent in southeast Michigan, a lot of flooding going on. If you're one of those homeowners that never takes a peek in their basement or never takes a peek up into their attic, Please do so. Please take a walk down there. Know what's going on around you. And to be honest with you, Chuck, when, I, when we talk mold, because basements and attics are the two main places, I am personally much more worried about mold in my basement than I'm going to be mold in my attic. How come? Because mold in my attic isn't going to affect me like it's going to be in my basement. The stacky effect's going to go right, straight straight up, and I could breathe a lot of that air. But the mold that's already in my attic should be ventilated (laughs) out properly, should be, yes or no?
1: The stack effect, you know, like Dale King was talking last week, uh, you know, the air coming up through your living area oftentimes does originate in the basement. But oftentimes it does not either. Most of our houses are under a negative air pressure because of what we talked about two weeks ago in our article three weeks ago Mm -hmm. with makeup air. Yep. That negative air pressure can suck air in from your attic, um, that is true. That's true. And the, the tough thing about your basement is 99.9% of the time made of material that will not be eaten by mold. Mold will simply grow on the dust that's on it. Your attic is made of material that mold will eat. Okay. So if, if that mold eats the material in your attic, which is the rafters, the trusses. The decking. The decking. That's a huge, huge issue. It's a huge expense, and it's harder to see. Yeah.
0: So the negative air pressure—how important is that? Because people have no idea about that, Chuck. I know. You're saying most most houses have negative air pressure. Yeah. And that should be fixed.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of like, um, well, we use the example in the article about taking a breath. You know, that if you breathe in and hold your breath, you've got a positive air pressure in your lungs. If you exhale completely and pause, you now have a negative air pressure, right? What do you want to do badly? You want to suck in more air. It house take it way. from anywhere you can get it. Exactly. Yeah, house is the same way.
0: Well, once again, my main point with this was poke your head downstairs, <laughs> poke your head up in an attic, take a flashlight. You don't want to see mold anywhere in your house. If you have mold in your house, you're breathing unhealthy air, bottom line. All right, let's stick to the phones. Let's talk to Kim and Holly. Good morning, Kim. You're on with the guys.
2: Good morning. Um, Good morning. I was just wondering, we we have a house that, um, we live on 10 acres, and we have a house, and it's close to a busy, busy road, and it's just getting worse. We were thinking about moving it back probably about, you know, I don't know, about five acres back on the same property. Is it more advantageous to move a house or just to build a new one?
0: Good question. (laughs) Good question. What type of
2: house? uh, It's a ranch.
1: Basement? Yes. Really, houses can be moved with relative ease by professionals. uh, So, really, the big cost you'd have would be the new basement. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And if you're moving. I would need a new
2: you know, it's new septic, but I would need that with a new house anyways, too. So right. I, I just didn't know.
1: It's very expensive to move houses, or it can be, you know, down streets where they have disconnect power lines and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, but if mm-hmm. you're simply moving it on property that, you know, the house already sits on and moving it back on that mm-hmm. property, assuming you're not crossing a lake or river or a stream, it'll be less right. expensive than building a new house.
0: Yes. All if right. you like the house you're in, you mm-hmm. got to get a new basement built. You need help with that, let us know. And then uh, okay. move the house on it.
2: Well, great. Do you know about house moving company?
0: Do us a favor send us an email. We have a lot of friends in the industry. Can we find one right now in front of us? No. But if you send us an email, I'm sure okay. we can.
2: All right. And your email address is
0: TheInsideOutsideGuys.com. Just go there and look up gotcha. um, ask a question. Okay.
4: Thank you.
0: You're welcome, Kim. Good luck. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: That's a good one.
0: It is a good one. It is a good one. There was a house on M fifteen in Clarkson recently that they just put up on Jack's and, and built a basement underneath it.
1: Underneath Didn't move the, it, just they just lifted it up. We saw yep. several of them moved when the water was getting high up on Lake Heron. Back from one of which would have been literally one week. When had they not go ahead. Sorry. H- had they not moved it, that house would have been in the lake. Yeah, yeah.
0: When I was a kid, used to tell a story. I used to work at the car wash corner, eleven mile of Woodward. Sounds that like was, a song. That was when <laughs> working at. The, that was when they were building uh, six ninety six. I can't tell you how many brick homes I saw move through that intersection. I oh. mean, it would be a, it would be a, a big to do. Police would come and shut everything down. These guys would have poles. They'd lift the wires up and the. Things up, And I'm telling you, dozens, <laughs> dozens of houses they would move from the Oak Park area where that expressway is going through it and put it on another piece of property somewhere in Royal Oak or something like that. So if they were willing to move it that far back then, then it's definitely less expensive to move the house.
1: Yeah. And we've seen some huge houses moved. Those were huge. Yeah. Actually, the house uh, that I grew up in that used to be where the Central Michigan University football stadium is now, you and I have talked about that. Yeah. Got moved, probably four miles back then. Um, and again, it was obviously you know cheaper to do that than it was to rebuild, or they would have.
0: You know how I used to mention a lot about going down to Ohio and all the mobile homes and all the bad places you see. Well, I went down M twenty this week between seventy five and oh, Mount Pleasant. Yes, you did. Looks the exact same. Oil City. I guess so, but but it amazed me how many mobile homes were on that strip right there. You went by the, the Oil City
1: Bar that has probably the best pickled eggs. Is
0: that where they know your name, like Norm? At Cheers! You walk <laughs> they, in like
1: Chuck. They, they might have forty years ago. Now they'd go who? Pickled <laughs> eggs, yeah, Ugh. in beet juice. Ugh. They were delicious. Ugh. <laughs> set, After how many beers? Set right on the bar. <laughs> That's good.
0: Hey, uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, everybody. We actually love being here with you this morning. We'll be here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning taking your calls. In the meantime, if you have any questions, go to the insideoutsideguys.com because from the roof to the basement to the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every.
1: Hey, we really appreciate you. We appreciate Jason back at the world headquarters making us sound so good. So until next time, bye-bye.